It's I recording. say I can almost do it, but I need to get like a red light because those are so cool. <laughs> it's like the recording light. You know what I mean? Bing. Yeah, that's what I want. There you go. everybody thanks for joining us again here on the red dragon sessions with me as always is bob hello how are you today bob very well thank you it's nice to see you it's good to see you too i like coming up here it's like a little sanctuary hidey hole away yay for hidey holes (laughs) (laughs) anyway bob so we have a lot of topics to cover today in our sessions. So we're, I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to tell you about uh, my friend. Jackie uh, has been in, in the music business for um, a long time. Like She's like a 20 plus year veteran of the industry. Worked at a really big, well-known company and actually started a, a division of that company and, and launched it into supersonic levels highly recognized, highly respected in this industry woman, a badass among badasses. That's who, that's who Jackie was. And, um, in my mind still is, she's still super talented, still super smart. Is this a story about ageism? It's not really, well, there's, there's some ageism involved. There's some, uh, sexism involved. In this industry, you're in the, in the music. You're, Holy shit! Shocking me. What? Right now. <laughs> there is sexism and ageism in the music business. Holy fuck! When did that happen? I don't know. Anyway, Jackie, Jackie uh, had a personal health crisis, and about the time she got that personal health crisis, a whole bunch of stuff went on at the company. There was some upper management shifts. There were shifts in priorities. Right as she was starting her health battle, she was unceremoniously released from her commitment at this company. Also known as canned. Yes. That's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. She was unceremoniously canned. I would love to believe. Now, now first off, I'm not going to go into details of Jackie's story. I hope someday that I could put her in the bob seat and let her and that she feels strong enough and the freedom enough to tell her story. I don't know that that will ever happen, but that is her choice. So I'm not going to go into epic details of her story. I'm just going to talk about what I have observed and why I think it's wrong and and ways that and maybe talk with you, Bob, Mm -hmm. about ways that we as women can have each other's backs in this industry when relationships can get so tenuous and weird and and all this kind of stuff. So it's going to be a touchy subject for, for people to listen to, I think, but you know, Hey, I'm not one to shy away from this bullshit. That's the whole reason we're doing this podcast is to not shy away from this bullshit. So anyway, Jackie now had to face an epic health crisis on top of looking for work. She like I said, is an incredibly smart woman. So she had her finances in place. She knew what she had to do and she chose to fight her health battle first. She did. And she is a survivor. And 
she's on the other side of that health crisis for the physical part, but emotionally the struggle can be real to recover. She was effectively taken out of the game by this health crisis for about two years. And that can be incredibly detrimental to your career. Mm -hmm. Your relationships can suffer, your knowledge about the industry, it moves so fast, it it can suffer. Mm -hmm. But she is making an effort now to reclaim her place Mm -hmm. in this industry, whatever that is. She Mm -hmm. is open to finding a new spot in this world, and she is fighting for it. She is working to learn what she can to pick up where, you know, she knows she can't exactly just pick up where she left off, Mm -hmm. that she's got to learn and she's got to grow and she's got to understand because even in just a few short years, the industry has shifted and changed Mm -hmm. so much. And she is doing that. She is putting in the work. But I talked to her recently and she expressed that she felt there were people in the industry who didn't want her back that didn't want her back in the business, didn't want her back on her feet. And I I wanted to know who, Mm -hmm. because that's who I am. This is a woman that I care deeply about. I love her. She is my friend. She has had my back in the past, and it is my duty to have her back in in a situation like this. And I I wanted to know who, because I was like, hey, that's my girl. What are you doing? What are you, uh-uh. No, we don't, homie, don't play that here. We don't do that. And then she was like, I, I don't want to tell you. And I said, okay, okay. I will climb down off the high horse here for a minute, and I will just say this. Jackie, I love you. I care about you. And if you tell me to never say a thing to this person, I will never say a thing to him, ever. He will never know from me that I know. But at least give me a choice as to whether or not I ever want to work with this person again. Give me a choice to say, what if this guy wants to come in the studio and sit and and be a Bob or record with me or record with one of my clients or become my client or something like that? Give me a choice to look at that situation and say, no. I would never necessarily tell him why, but I would love to have the choice to say, you don't get to come into my world. I also think if somebody is saying something as strong as XYZ doesn't want me back in the industry, I wish that weren't a circumstance that actually could be a reality right. where there are gatekeepers. There are loads of gatekeepers here. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a valid thing to be able to ask after Mm-hmm. If somebody's put that kind of carrot in front of your face. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's a gatekeeper to this industry. And this hurts her. This doesn't just hurt her while she's trying to break through. It doesn't just hurt her spirit of like her creativity or her drive. It doesn't just hurt her there. But I get the impression this was once a friend. This was once somebody who was an avid supporter of her. And so it hurts her on another level. That this person knows her story and that this person could be so cold and callous as to keep the gate shut, as to not want to talk to her, as to not want to. And I'm not saying that this is a person that has to, like, give her a job or something like that. I'm just saying if you're feeling that from somewhere, it's wrong. You shouldn't ever be feeling like somebody is out to get you or somebody's out to prevent you from doing something. 
who is like who is this guy that thinks he is so important and so full of everything in this business that he can prevent somebody who is talented, smart, and creative, just a brilliant mind for the music business? Who the hell is he to sit on a high horse in this industry and say, you shall pass, you shall not? That's bullshit. And then that's what I really struggled with when talking to her. And no, it's not my job as her friend to go fight every battle for her. There's a piece of this that's her battle. She's going to have to fight it herself. She's going to have to find her way to navigate that. But all I know is I need to have her back. (laughs) So if I can't know who that is or, or know how to fight for her, or if I can't, you know, like just, you know, handle that for mm-hmm. her, the thing I can do is to be aware. And I told her finally at the end of the conversation we were having, I said, look, Jackie, if you ever see me in a room with that person or in the studio with that person or that person becomes my client or I become their client or whatever, please know it's because I don't know. I don't know how that person treated you. I don't know. And if it hurts you or it offends you, I want you to tell me, no matter what my relationship with that person has become, I want you to tell me because I want to know. Because I'm standing here telling you that I am your cheerleader. I am your advocate. I am your ally. And that is more important to me. And I feel like that, you know, if we're looking at women in the industry who who cannot tell their story or who can't who are struggling, whether it's emotionally or physically with something and they are put in this position, at the very least, we as women can say, I am your friend. I am your ally. How can I help? And when I asked her how I can help, she said, just keep helping to teach me when I have questions. Just keep helping. Just keep being somebody I can talk to. Just keep let's just keep having lunch occasionally so that I can feel connected and that drives me and that fuels me to keep going. And I was like, you got it. You absolutely got it. That is a no brainer. That is the least I can do for you. And I think women in the industry forget that there are little things like that, that we can do for each other to help support each other, to just listen, to just have a drink, just to have a cup of coffee with somebody you haven't talk to in a while that that can be such a boost and such a relief for another woman in the industry the two things that come to my mind are yeah thank you you know in the previous iteration of this person what would be things that they may have done or maybe it's nothing that they've i mean sometimes people just have you know don't want somebody to succeed period Mm -hmm. for whatever reason for no reason like Mm -hmm. but it makes me wonder like why would she would think this person is kind of out to get her basically right um and then what would have inspired that in general you know i mean maybe before she got sick maybe she was conducting herself i don't know maybe she burned a bridge or you know right i mean you know well-respected people also (laughs) still can be hard-nosed Right. You know, yeah. and yeah. Um, so who knows what kind mm-hmm. of like maybe look, it very well could have could have been that she made no mistakes and this she's just being viewed in this light by someone. That's totally a possibility. It could also be a possibility that she made a mistake when she had power. Maybe it's possible. Nobody is perfect. We are all human. And she could have made a mistake. And now there is a power shift 
and somebody else is making a mistake and abusing their power. Right. And impossible to know. Yeah. I mean, it is impossible to know. Yeah. The best thing I think I can do for my friend Jackie, as someone who cares about her and respects her, is to provide a safe space in my presence for her to feel comfortable that she can talk through this stuff and get it out because that's how we heal from it. This could be part of what she needs to do to heal. And I did ask her if, you know, and, and because this is also a possibility is that it's perceived and maybe it's not really there, but maybe this is perceived mm -hmm. and maybe it's part of her healing process to work through what she is perceiving. Mm -hmm. That is definitely a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, well, at the end of the day, while people can be gatekeepers, mm -hmm. there's also, I think, at this point, especially after the Me Too movement mm -hmm. and, and things kind of generally coming into light about general dynamics, I think that um, a lot of those gatekeepers or just the practice of bullying, which is unfortunately so common mm -hmm. in this business yeah um it's it's not something that people are turning a blind eye to i don't think as much or at least i would hope that's true mm -hmm. and um maybe this also could just be an an anxiety of coming back into the game and right. and worrying that she might have these hurdles maybe they're real maybe they're not mm -hmm. i mean Perception is everything, right? So right, it's, exactly. it's, it's real to her. <laughs> it is very real to her. And that's that's important to note that like whether there is this gatekeeper male in the industry that is blocking her or whether it is she is perceiving that, it is all very real for her. And that perception is blocking her mm -hmm. from overcoming some more of these hurdles and getting through it. Mm -hmm. And you have to respect her point of view. You have to respect what she's seeing and what she's feeling. And I think part of why she doesn't want to say who it is and doesn't want to talk about that element of it is that maybe she is a bit unsure as to how it is, but also that I think she loves and respects her friends like me enough to say, this is my relationship. This is my battle. This is my fight. This is what I need. This is something I need to overcome to get back in the game and be who I am and be strong in this again. And she doesn't want her experience to negatively affect my relationship with someone in the industry, mm -hmm. which it definitely could. Mm -hmm. And that is incredibly courageous to me. It really is. There are times in my life where I've said the same thing to people. Like, this is my experience. Your experience with this person is very different. You have a different relationship. You as a person have to base your judgment of someone on part of what I'm telling you is truth and part of your own experiences and your own observations and your own point of view. You cannot base your point of view on something only on the on what you have heard from someone else. Mm -hmm. You have to go by your own gut, your own experiences. You have to bring all of that to the table before you make a decision about someone or something going on. And it could very well be that she doesn't want me to carry that burden against someone 
that I, I probably already do have a relationship in the industry with. That's quite no. a small industry, actually. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we, we think the music business is huge and everything, but it's mm-hmm. really, really very small. Very small. You know, it's it's not that big at all. And odds are I do know who this I do know this person. Now, and, now you know, I'm so curious. I know. <laughs> I know. You see why it's like perplexed me for like a few days? Because I'm like, is it who? Is it who? And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who it is. What matters is, is that she's feeling that pressure. She's feeling that. And the best thing we can do as her friends is to give her, like I said, a safe space to talk about it, to work through it and to feel stronger so that she can just stand up on her own and it not be an issue. That's what I intend to do for her. I think that's nice. And I think also, um, regardless of who or what the circumstance may be, um, at the end of the day, people need to solve their own problems, period. Mm-hmm. Like even, yeah. you know, if this is uh, just a confidence thing coming back where, you know, she needs to remind herself to not give a fuck about X, Y, Z. Right. So be it. Right. Yeah. Because we've all, we have all come up against a gatekeeper somewhere and you have to, you have to figure out for yourself, how do you just like mow that mother down? I think it's also your right your, your own gatekeeper well, all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. think we all either c- contribute or prohibit ourselves from succeeding, whether it's mm-hmm. so- self-sabotage or, um, you know, supporting your own, like pat- patting yourself on the back. Yeah. Like, Good job, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, all the, all the factors. Yeah. Look, let's face facts. She's working hard. She's got a long road to go. But I just want to make sure that as her friend and as her advocate and her ally in this world, that she knows she has a place to go, a place to talk, a place to be that is non-judgmental and is safe for her to work through her stuff. Mm-hmm. And if we could all do that in this industry for each other, women for women, men for men, as men, well. Men for women. Women men for men. Men for men. Women for women. Just do it as individuals for each other. Yeah. Forget about the fact that we're men or women. Just as individuals look around and go, oh my God, you're my friend. You're struggling. You need a minute. Let's go have a drink. Let's go have a coffee. Let's, you know, screw this shit. Let's go, let's go watch a movie and just chill for a minute and process. And if we can provide that for somebody else in the industry, I mean, Bob. Bob, here in this space in the studio, you provide a lot of that for me. You provide a lot of comfort and a lot of support in that I can come in this room and I can talk about anything, anything at all under the sun. And I know that it's okay. I know I'm I know I'm not sitting with a Bob that's, you know, there's never been a Bob in that chair that's been judgmental or anything else. <laughs> no judgy pants on this Bob. There's no judgy pants on this Bob. God, and I pray for whatever, ju- if, if there ever was a Bob in that chair that was judgy pants. Oh, I pray for their soul because I think everybody else that's around this project would just be like, <clears throat> but. Well, you're making choices to surround yourself with. Non-judgy Bobs. Yeah, positive people that, you know, truly you want to work in a space that Mm -hmm. keeps it open, super open and to get the most kind of creative out 
and reward in. <laughs> and I just want to facilitate that. Right. So that's part of my surrounding myself with a positive. And I mean, it's all, it's a gift that keeps on giving. It is. It really, really is. You know, I, I can relate to the story on, on a number of uh, points as far as um, 10 years ago, my brother was sick and ended up dying. And um, I couldn't like be working for myself and like earning an income. I just I, like emotionally couldn't juggle it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of went adjacent to the industry and um, and still had, you know, like <laughs> one fingernail <laughs> in projects, <laughs> like, you know, recording background vocals for people or, you know, trying to, you know, keep keep going whenever I could. But it was so kind of adjacent, you know, mm-hmm. until I could get back on my feet again, but then ended up having heart surgery for basically uh, something that happened that was sort of a byproduct of losing my bro- brother. It's just like, you know, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. like the snowball, yeah, exactly. snowball effect. But um, I think a huge part of succeeding after uh, something like that where you're, I always think of it as like being on a horse and you're like just galloping and you're just like full speed and everything's going so great. Mm-hmm. Like amazing. And then you just get sideswiped. It's like yeah. douche. Like something just comes and just knocks you way off the horse. Mm-hmm. And completely. And to to be able to pick yourself back up, figure out where your horse went first of all. <laughs> like, Finding the horse in that situation is a big pain in the ass. Honest to God, because the other thing those is those fuckers will just keep they they they're scared and they're running and you can't run that fast. You gotta wait till they calm down and just sort of head in the general direction. Like yeah, but that's a whole nother diatribe. It's right true, there. but figuring out in my case creatively and in her case she's trying to figure out where she fits into the industry at, at this point. Mm-hmm. But um you know, creatively, I figured out, okay, I need to actually get into production, like music production, which is not what I'd been in before. I was in like audio post-production for uh, commercials and also music, like mixing and mastering, but I hadn't done much with actually recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I did to- everything backwards. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do something I actually don't know anything about. And that is going to be my re-entree into uh, yeah. the, the industry. And it worked because... I was passionate about it and I was interested in it. But I think the biggest factor in anything like this, whether it's like shifting tactics in in what you're doing or something like trying to find your horse again and get back on it, which I finally am again. But like, I think a huge factor in the success in that is not giving a fuck at all. Like you truly can't care what other people think. It only matters what, as far as, the direction that you pick and supporting yourself. I mean, I think it's important having people who care and mm-hmm. having people who are supportive. But at the end of the day, if it's not your jam or if it's not like if you're not passionate about it, then there's no way it'll work. It, it has to be right. a, a thing of you got to feel it in your gut. Yeah. You got to feel, you got to feel it, you know, you can feel it in your heart. Oh, you can feel it. You can be, you can have the brains for it and everything else. You could have the voice for it or the skills for it on an instrument, whatever. But if you don't feel it down in your core, in Mm -hmm. your soul, right at the, right in the belly of the beast, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work. 
And I think that that's a very actually solitary endeavor. I mean, there, there's, mm-hmm. you know, the energy of other people and that's all very important. And but all of that, of it, all but... of that's got to feed, all that's got to feed into the belly of the beast. If it's not feeding into the belly of the beast, then it's just, it's just stuff. And it's just like, oh, thank you. And, 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 and hugs around the creative table or whatever. But if, if you're not feeling it in your soul, you're going to sleepwalk through it. You're going to half-ass it. It's not going to be great. It's it's going to be there and it'll be good. And it might sell a few million records, but think of how much greater it could be if you felt it in your soul. If you really like just, oh. And I think that applies though, whether it's creating something or, you know, I don't know on, on the executive side or whatever role this person you're talking about is part of, but it definitely applies there too. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't, I don't, I don't understand the business. I, like, <laughs> I just talk garbledy gook and gookness to you, don't I? I no. just like, no, I mean that like the process of a, a day, like going to work, and going to like everything for me is around sounds and like mm-hmm. you know coming up with a baseline for I mean it's like nonverbal <laughs> I mean I know it's, no, it's not I get it's it. not yeah. everything but like right. a good chunk of my time right now is doing we're talking you know yeah recording uh, sounds and having important conversations you know mm-hmm. um, but. Other people go do, th- you know, have like nine to five. Well, like, like, I just I don't, do. yeah, I don't like, fit I, like. I get up in the morning and I get dressed and I. You're, pa- you're and passionate I, and about. And I get up. I'm passionate about going to my office and dealing with, um, dealing with copyright issues and dealing with contract issues and dealing with all this stuff. And it's weird because, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before in other, another podcast. My passion for that came from being six years old watching a guitar player. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's so weird Mm because that translated into just this desire to sit behind this computer and be a queen of badassery. But I feel like you're a rarity in, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like your level of accomplishment and how you go about it is so correct. I mean, I think... I, I I wish, I wish other people had f- figured this out, you know, mm-hmm. because I feel like the world would be f- just filled with much happier people. I you think know? the music industry would be filled with much more happier people. <laughs> much more happier. Much more happy. Much happy. <laughs> I feel more of the industry would be filled with happier people that are much more happier. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I... In this industry, day to day, I see people who are not happy in their jobs. They're maybe transitioning jobs. They like this job or that job, or maybe they're back to an entry level position when they were at a really high level just because life and and mergers and all this kind of stuff, which I've been through. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get it. Mm -hmm. I understand their perspective. But look, you don't any anybody that I know that chose to get in this business to make money and be a millionaire is not in this business anymore <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. I like to think, I like to think, and I, I could be wrong, but I like to think that anybody that's in the music business that is being, that is successful on their own level, on their own terms, 
at whatever level that is, whether they are the, the like king of the mailroom or wherever they are, that they are fighting and being successful and trying to learn and trying to grow, that the best of the best of this industry, I know it's not always true, but the cream of the crop in this industry, from the mailroom to the Aerosmiths, mm-hmm. are people who were inspired and are passionate about some kind of music that it feeds the belly of the beast for them. Mm-hmm. I would, I mean, I know there are a few, I know I, I could name off some that are like, I don't think they even know what music is, but I also don't see that person as being in this industry for 40 years mm-hmm. and raising other people up and, and being happy mm-hmm. with their career. Mm-hmm. I think if you're in this business and you're unhappy, especially if you're making a lot of money at it and you're unhappy, mm-hmm. you're in the wrong business. That's not what's in your core and in your soul. Correct. You know? I think there are also a lot of hurdles that actually keep... I mean, I restarted mm-hmm. um, when I was... I think I moved to LA when I was 30. Like, mm-hmm. I restarted entirely. I went back to school. I already had a bachelor's degree. I went back to school. Like, I was a professional graphic designer. Like... I already had a career in progress and I just totally did a 180 and Why not? started over again. And you can't have, and this is where the age thing and not giving a fuck, like you truly can't, you're on your own path mm-hmm. and it's yours. Right. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of that. I think doing your own thing well for yourself and you know maybe if you're part of a unit like people you're close to whatever it is but like it's your thing it it doesn't have anything to do with other people's judgment or whatever I, I think you have to do your own thing you have to yeah you're absolutely right so in her case whether she's coming back or you know uh whatever the circumstance is I know she'll be fine if yeah. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> right. If she, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Jackie, if you're listening to this podcast, just quit giving a shit. <laughs> just, just tell the entire world to fuck off. This is in your soul. This is in your heart. This is who you are. And just own it and be in it. And you will be back. It's not, no, it's not a snap of the fingers. No, you know, but you got to wake up every day knowing it and believing it and, and if you do that long enough, you're going to find that you're rising back up and that you have a place in this industry and and nobody's going to stop you. The other thing, too, I think is I keep thinking I'm wrapping up and then you come sorry, in, you come just, you come in with like poignant shit behind me. Like, well, the, Bob, it, God damn it. This is a topic I get like this is well, yeah, for both of us, this is a passionate topic. I mean, the other thing is not being married to the bullseye. You, you have to be adaptable and flexible. And, you know, so what if whatever she was doing before was X, Y, Z? Maybe now a better place might be, you QGF. know, ABC. <laughs> it might be something totally different, yeah. you know, and being okay with starting over or doing a totally new direction, you know, nothing about, but it's related. Mm-hmm. Like, who you know, that could be a real strong point. So what if this dude is a gatekeeper over here in the path that you want or the path you were on? 
Do you know how many paths there are in the music business? But also, who gives a f- like? Don't if, and who gives a fuck? I mean, if even they, if, even if they are standing in the way somehow, you know, uh, that isn't a valid. I don't think reason to not take that path. Oh yeah, exactly. exactly. I would. I'm reminded. Oh, there's a movie that I'm reminded of. Oh Jesus, uh, it's uh, actually it might be an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know how much our music supervisor for this show is going to kill me for this, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Just don't sing it, or you can say the title. I can Just say don't the title. I can say it's an episode. Of, but can I describe an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer sure. without getting in trouble? No, it's you're retelling a story. Okay. Let me just say up front, Joss, I love you, Joss Wheaton. You're my hero. You're like my spirit animal most of the time. Um, so I am about to describe this with love. But there's, there's a, there's an episode where like. There's this vampire, like, in Buffy's way, and he's just being all cocky. He's just being a smartass. He's just like, hey, hey, you know, I'm, I'm like, a vampire that's this old, and blah, blah, blah. And she just, and she has to get through that. She has to get past him to get to the real evil to, like, deal with it. And she just, like, strolls up, and she's, the guy's talking, and she just strolls up, and she's just like, fucking move. And she just takes him and throws him off a thing, and she just keeps walking toward the real evil. And the guy, you know, Wilhelm scream off the side of the building it's great exactly yeah you just it's just a non sequitur it's just this this plot it's 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 not even a plot point it's not even a macguffin it's not even important enough to be a macguffin it's just it's just this like funny moment the guy becomes a funny footnote in the episode he's not even important enough to be a macguffin you just push (laughs) knock him over as you just keep walking now, an alternate to this, something's coming at you. I don't know if I ever told you about um, running into a bear on the trail. Oh, good God. There was this, like, 400-plus pound. Okay, um, you're not going to just push him off a cliff and keep walking. Male, black. He was a boar. Um, oh. It's a, the trail. And he was boring, too? No, 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 no. A, oh. a male black bear is a boar. Oh, well, um, I knew that, but I was trying to be stupid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um. The trail wasn't more than two feet wide. It was rocky. It's up at, you know, 9,000 feet um, in -hmm. Rocky Mountain National Park. And I was walking up the trail with my parents and my dad, of all people, who has not great vision. (laughs) We're all, I'm always like looking down at the trail for pretty rocks. So I'm like, ooh, rocks. your dad's not got great vision. You're staring down at the dirt. Yeah, and he and he says, "Hey, is that a, a bear?" And meanwhile, uh, the wind is blowing. To- hey, is that a bear? Yeah, the wind is blowing towards us. Okay, so the bear can't smell us. Okay, this is good. That's okay. No. Well, I mean, not that's, okay. That's but- bad because usually oh, you're sneaking up on him. Yeah. So usually. Uh, they just make themselves sparse. They you don't want to s- scare a bear, right? No, uh-uh. um, but gonna react but out of the, fear. At the same bad. at the same time, uh, they're usually pretty afraid of humans. So the big bear is coming down the trail, and I turn my parents around, and I just I'm just like, okay, guys, slowly, we're gonna go in the opposite direction. And we just slowly went backwards down the trail 
and found a place to hike up about, we climbed up about 10 feet off the trail, sat on a, a log that had fallen down mm-hmm. and we were kind of behind a rock. Mm-hmm. And granted, the bear can climb anywhere he wants to. Right. Okay, And even though he's a big guy, they're very, very agile. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we didn't want to, sca- we didn't want to scare him. We didn't want anything bad. Also, I didn't know at the time that it was, it could have been a big mom bear with cubs behind her. Like that would have been super bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he comes down and the most interesting thing was we're sitting up there. Of course, my mom, we're, we all have this, like, we love bears. She's like, oh, I want to go say hi. I'm like, mom, okay, like turn off the like cuckoo switch lady. Like, <laughs> please, <laughs> like, let, let's not taunt the bear or go try and say hi to it. Okay. So I'm like trying to keep everything ca- super calm and like have this kind of actually really spiritual experience. And mm-hmm. bear comes down and instead of staying on the trail, he Aww. actually... He actually went out of his way to uh, to give way to us, even though we were up up by like ten feet. Uh-huh. He he actually made sure he made sure to go the other side of the trail. Like he actually took himself off piece. Oh, like he, he kind of like gave you a little bit more girth. girth. Yeah. So so he went actually down into like the broken. And we're talking. This is a super steep, more than forty five degree, like very very steep. Uh, like the, the angle of the, mm-hmm. s- the slope of the hill was very, very steep. He put himself off the hill into the fallen timber. So it was like crunch, 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 crunch. As he's like getting out of the way to let us know that like he, I think, I don't know, either was scared and or had respect for our space too. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, kept going down, down the hill. And we then proceeded to go we're, we weren't going to turn well, around no, and I wouldn't fo- follow him, follow him down because you know, it's just one trail. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we continued up and finished our hike. And then luckily turning around, the wind was behind us so that he could smell us coming back. And you can always smell bear when they're nearby because they, they stink quite, quite a lot. Well, yeah. And, um, so as we, to them, humans stink quite a lot too. But, so. but I mean, like right. yeah. you can really smell what they've been sitting in and well, yeah. stuff. You, you know, you're, you know you're coming up on them you know you need to like be aware and like yeah take control of your situation like you did and like yeah so the the my takeaway from that though is when you have an impassable object Mm -hmm. that's on so it's not something you can just you know like Mm -hmm. throw off the trail or just shove away you know Mm -hmm. it's something that you have to make way for let it pass Mm -hmm. and then keep going Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like that's what sounds like this person did with fighting their illness Mm -hmm. coming back they're back on their path and yeah and it you know and and look let's face fact if there's somebody on her path that's like trying to be a gatekeeper or blocker the only people i know like that are ambitious motherfuckers Mm-hmm. So if someone's going to come along and that dude's not going to be a gatekeeper anymore. Mm-hmm. You just give him a minute, mm-hmm. work on yourself, build yourself up, get mm-hmm. stronger, mm-hmm. stand stronger. Maybe go down, maybe like you, go down a little bit of a different avenue for a minute, get a different skill set, get some stuff under your belt, build your contacts back up. And then 
you're going to turn around. That gatekeeper's not a gatekeeper anymore. That person's gone. Mm-hmm. That person's over someplace else or a different company or a different route or a different path or a different thing entirely. It could just naturally, if you just respect yourself mm-hmm. and take care of yourself, that gatekeeper could just disappear. The other thing is, in the bear analogy, when you're coming back on the same path, mm-hmm. you know there's a good chance you're going to pass the bear again that's true and we did but Mm -hmm. he was he because he could smell us he made himself scarce right and was actually you know up the hill in the moss where he liked to hang out which Mm -hmm. that was like his place you know Mm -hmm. but you know having the courage it was not like we're gonna do a big lap around you know it's not like we're gonna go go, down the other side of the mountain to get out exactly like in this case we really needed to be able to to come back the way we'd come and there was a good chance we're going to run into the bear again. And we did, except it was only just knowing that he was there because you could smell him and having the courage to, to not be, don't be scared. Like, you know, know that he'd already established, everybody had established, like nobody wants to hurt each other. Right. You know, and there's, Mm -hmm. everybody's cool. Yeah. Although exactly. I, I can say that taking that trail again by myself, like solo was in, I'm not scared anymore, but I definitely had some like, well, the lesson there is don't go early in the morning because that's when they're feeding. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, but like, you know, it, it, you were with your parents mm-hmm. and how old were you? Mm, this was six years ago. Oh, so not that long ago, Mm-mm. but still. You're with you're with other people, mm-hmm. and it's it's scary in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then you went, oh, I want to walk this trail again. Okay, there's a big bear up there, but I want I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you went anyway because you knew that you could handle yourself in that situation mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And even though you were probably there were probably some apprehensions, you went anyway because you were mm-hmm. like, it's a badass trail. I want to see these sights. I want to do this again. Mm-hmm. I want to like say hi to my buddy. That I avoided on well, the, you know. I actually but, have a memorial tree up there oh. that I put, like, every year I put a notch in the tree and I put some of my brother's ashes on there. So it's kind of like a, oh my it's my God. own little, so like. it's super, super important. Oh, yeah. And, like, like, I can't. It's a I have, whole experience. I have, like, thing. no option to, like, not go up there. Like, I yeah, have to be able to go You have to go up, to there. Go up yeah. there. Yeah. So. Um, That's amazing that you're like, okay. Yeah. No, I'll I'm figure doing this. out. Yeah. The coolest thing, actually, is. The more you learn about that, like, bears will use trees as scratching posts Mm -hmm. and, like, to also mark their territory for other bears, like, to let them know that, like, this is my... You're a bear marking your tree. Well, I'm, I'm like... Well, I mean, I know you're a bear, but, like, you're, like, like, you're a bear marking your tree. (laughs) Well, I just, I, I'm, I'm, uh, in this case, I, I, I I got to learn actually more about nature and stuff so Mm -hmm. that when I see these things I'm like oh I know what that is I also know how fresh that is I also know where you might be so you know I'm just a it's like heightened awareness but not not for anything other than like not just awareness out of respect and not fear yeah not to scare myself it's like just to like and there are certain parts of the path I call it like the scary woods because my brother we used to go on this path together and like, you always just sing or make yourself known. Mm-hmm. So any other animal that might be, you know, there could be cougars in there. There's all kinds of 
you know, mountain yeah. lions like that live there. Mm-hmm. You know, deers aren't any concern. But like, um, I don't know. Like, mo- um, moose, moose are a concern. Moose. I've yeah. seen moose on the, not this trail, but in, in the park. And can I just tell you possums? Possums are mean motherfuckers too. I know they're small and they're little and they're more scared of you than you are of them, but they're mean motherfuckers. So are raccoons are very yeah. vengeful. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that movie, Furry Vengeance? Raccoons are very vengeful. <laughs> they are. They're, 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 they like, really they're are. like mean little fuckers. I mean, they went after Brendan Fraser for fuck's sake. I mean, they look cute and stuff with their little goggles. Not in this movie they didn't. <laughs> Anyway, all that to say, perception really truly is everything. Mm-hmm. You know. You've been listening to the Red Dragon Sessions.